So this past weekend, I uh, I turned 28 years old, and I decided to celebrate with one of my best friends and co-creators, Megan Elman. And we went up to her cabin in Dahlonega and just had an amazing time. And it was one of the most profound weekends that I've experienced in a very, very, very long time. And I had no idea what I was in for um, when I went up there. But um, yeah, so um, for the past couple weeks, I've been dealing with a lot of self-worth issues and they've been coming up strongly and um and it's just I know I have a hundred years potentially on this planet and I want to do the most that I can with those years and I just feel so excited about like living out this mission and I also recognize that in that I get into this pattern of not feeling enough always wanting to do more, not thinking it's enough, being like, man, is this it? Like, am I really contributing to the world in the way that I was meant to contribute? And I and I forget that I can just trust in the destiny of life because it's going to happen no matter what I do. It's really just how I experience life that's already happening, right? And so in the emotion that I put over the experience, right? And so um, this past weekend, Megan and I, um, we, we decided to do some shadow work. And we didn't necessarily intend on doing this. But for the past year and a half, we've been on quite a journey together. And if you guys heard my podcast, the first podcast of the year, I actually talk about this a little bit how I healed this masculine and feminine um, relationship and bond within myself. And it stemmed a lot from my relationship with Megan. And we reached an entirely new layer. And this time it was both for both of us around self-worth and being enough. And so um, I, I got to her house um, on Sunday and we got into a little bit of a triggered state. And in the past, when we got triggered, we used to like allow our emotions to come up and kind of like get it, like for me at least, I would just feel a lot of heat and a lot of just like anger. And I'd be like, ah, oh, like, and I would, and then she would shut down and she would be like, well, okay. And so it would be this pattern where she would shut down and I would take up space and she would retract. And, um, and we totally recognize this and, and, and I've been also training on authentic relating for like the past few months and like really training on how to create conscious conversations. And so, and she's also been doing that a lot too. Um, and so when we came together, we, we, we held space for each other. And we've been doing this more and more, but we've really held space for each other. And we came into this place of like, wow, like we just worked through that. Most people would not have gotten to that result that we just got to. And we did this a few times, actually. And like Megan and I are very much like sisters in every way. Like we fight like sisters. We we love like sisters. And, you know, we have this relationship that's just like very, um, very rare and very special. 
And, you know, her, her dad is a Capricorn, her mom's a Cancer, my dad's a Capricorn, and my mom's a Cancer. So we were raised by very similar energies. And Megan is an Aries, and I'm a Gemini. And so Megan's a fire sign, and I'm an air sign. And air um, ignites fire. It, it gives, it gives um, power to fire, right? And and so we definitely recognize like all of these patterns. And for the last year and a half, we've been very intentionally working on healing these patterns. But this weekend was so, so much deeper and so different. And so on Sunday, we we sat down and we were meditating and we were setting intentions for what we wanted for the day and our meditations. And I wrote down that I wanted to heal my self-worth and I wanted to step into deeper self-love and um, I wanted to feel more oneness and more of like this layer of spirituality that I hadn't felt before and for her she wanted to um, also experience spirituality in a way that was extremely obvious she just wanted like deep deep signs from the universe and so we set these intentions and went into this deep, deep meditation. And we were like intending on meditating for, um, hours, like most of the day. And at one point during this, um, Megan started having this like rebirth of herself. And I opened my eyes and I saw her completely like transform, like her whole aura shifted and her color changed. And she literally looked like she was reborn And she brought out this poster when we were meditating. And on the top, it was like, it said aura on it. And it was this beautiful painting. And and her aura literally shifted. And she she was actually like rebirthed into being aura. And she felt like aura in every way. And I look at her and I was like, oh, my God, like, you're a totally different person. Like, you are so incredible. Like, what would it feel like to be like that all the time and to have that energy? And she started crying and she was like, oh my God, like, I feel like an entirely new person. And I was like, you know, I just saw you as being aura. Like, what would it feel like if you felt like this and you didn't need to do anything or, or, or fight for anyone's attention and you could just be yourself and know that that's enough. And we both started crying. And then like, I got back into my meditation and all of a sudden I started feeling the sun on my face and I just felt this energy completely take over my body. And I just like, I felt what it was like to actually be the sun and I started shining my light so brightly and all of a sudden I see Megan and she's looking at me and I I went through this rebirth and I became the sun and I realized like oh my god like I feel like Chelsea's son like I just rebirthed into Chelsea's son and we both started crying And we both just like looked at each other and Megan was like, oh my God, you're Chelsea's son and I'm Megan Moon. (laughs) Because a few years ago, Megan went through a huge, huge death and rebirth where she had to live outside in a tent and her house, she had mold poisoning and her house had mold and she had to live in nature and she was just guided by the moonlight every night. And that was the only thing that gave her light and she became Megan Moon. And so we both looked at each other and in that moment, we like held hands and we were like, Oh my God, like 
I'm Chelsea Sun, you're Megan Moon. It was like the sun and the moon finally came together for the first time ever. And it was so, so powerful. It was like we were healing years and years and years of trauma and shadow. And we also realized like that we realized the shadow of what it was like to be in the moon's essence and what it was like to be in the sun's essence. And the moon represents the feminine and the sun represents the masculine energy. And the moon is so beautiful, right? Like, like in general, the feminine energy of the moon is so emotional, right? It gives, it gives wave. It, it it tells the, the waves how to move, right? It gives way to our currents and it can be very overpowering and overwhelming at times. And, and the sun is, it, it gives life to the planet. Like it does so much for us. And, and the sun also can take up a lot of space and it can burn, right? And so we were also recognizing our own shadow and our own light and our masculine and feminine energies. And in the light, the, mas- the, the, the masculine energy is very direct, very powerful. It's, it's very pure, right? Pure consciousness. It's very um, logical and it's very, um, it's, it's very almost um, just present. And in the shadow, it's, it's, dominating it's overpowering it takes up space it's competitive it's there's a lot of shadows of the masculine and in the same way there's a lot of shadows of the feminine and the feminine um the shadows are being overwhelmed by emotion being overtaken and falling into victimhood it's it's being it's not having enough structure and being almost scattered and not really knowing what to put focus on, not knowing where to put energy. And so we both noticed that we weren't trusting each other's shadow sides. We weren't, I wasn't trusting her feminine energy and she wasn't trusting my masculine energy. And when we met, we both knew that we were operating deeply. She was operating deeply in her feminine and I was operating deeply in my masculine. And actually the way we met was, We, we actually met at this launch party of this dating app called The League. And I actually ended up going out with her brother on a date. And it's funny because the universe actually wanted us to meet and to become business partners. So we actually met at a dating launch party. And we only met once. But she told me a bit of her story. And I knew that she went on the sabbatical to Bali. And I um, really wasn't even thinking about that in my own life yet. I was still at IBM. I hadn't even had my spiritual awakening, but after I came back from Bali and went through my whole experience, I knew that she was the person that I had to reach out to with this vision. So I came back with this vision of starting dance temple and I had traces of, I had the word rewild, but I didn't really know what it meant or what it encompassed. And I just knew that I was rewilding my own feminine energy And when I came back, I said, Megan, like, do you want to do this with me? And she was like, oh, my God, I had the same vision in the exact same venue. And it was like we were meant to come together and to create this. And at first I was very protective over rewild. And like, I was very like, oh, my gosh, this is like my mission in the world. And and I was very nervous about sharing it. And therefore, she was also nervous about receiving it and about stepping into that and stepping into this and really having a voice. 
And I noticed at certain times during our relationship, like my shadow side would come out. And she really didn't feel that she had space to speak. And I really didn't feel I was, I, I also didn't feel that she was taking this space without realizing how she operates and how I operate are so different. And she always felt like she was overpowered. And I always felt like she wasn't speaking up and she wasn't expressing herself. And both of those were true. Like she wasn't expressing herself and I was not giving her space to express herself, right? So we were both operating in our shadow energies and we weren't necessarily realizing that um, there was an opportunity to really transmute our shadows and come together in lightness. And so throughout this whole experience, um, we decided to play a song um, when we were setting our intentions. And it was called Grounded, which is our favorite song. We were doing a cacao ceremony. So that's our usual cacao ceremony song. And uh, throughout the rest of the day during this whole experience, this whole meditation, uh, it was like the universe put the perfect playlist in our lap. We didn't, we didn't touch Spotify for the rest of the day. It was like every single song that played was the exact song that needed to be played. And when I went through my rebirth, the song that came on was like being reborn into the sun. And I was like, how is it possible that this song is on right now? It was like as soon as I had that awakening moment, that rebirth, it was like that song started playing. It was just crazy. And then Megan and I both realized like our guides are named Sarah. Like we're guided by the same force. And Sarah actually breaks down to Sa means rebirth and Ra means sun. So rebirth of the sun. And Ah or Ra or Ra. Ah means alternate universe and Ra means sun. So she is alternate universe of the sun. So we were having these crazy realizations and we realized that we had actually met a year and a half ago, but we had been guided to each other since the beginning of time. Like we knew we had to come together and rebirth this movement of rewild. And at the time when we met, we didn't even know what we were birthing into this world. But in that moment, we both had a rebirth and we were both rebirthed into the sun and into aura and into the moon. And we were actually rebirthing the essence of what it meant to be rewilded. And I was rewilding my feminine and she was rewilding her masculine. And together we recognized that we were truly rewilding what it meant to be feminine and what it meant to be masculine and what it meant to operate in our light and what it meant to operate in our shadow. And this term rewild is so much bigger than we ever anticipated. Like for me, like rewilding my feminine was about rewilding my sensuality and my wild nature and coming into my body into full expression. And for her, for Megan, it was about rewilding, going into the wild, connecting with nature, connecting with her like masculine essence, connecting with her, her independence and her, and her healing nature, right? And together, like rewild is something so much bigger than what our individual parts are. This is about like a rewilding of our deepest, truest nature as masculine and feminine. And by us, by Megan coming into sisterhood and truly recognizing what it actually meant to be sisters, we were able to actually create a sisterhood based on principles that are grounded in the nature of what it actually means to be rewilded. 
And also we realize that this isn't just about sisterhood, but this is about brotherhood. And this is about sisterhood and brotherhood coming into unity and coming into harmony. And yes, part of this is about the the, the women's rights movement and about the feminine movement, but it's not about competing, right? And it's not about competition with men. It's about coming into this space of divine union between the feminine and the masculine by healing the deepest shadows that exist within both of those energies. And we have both feminine and masculine energies within us. Like I've talked about this before. If you've been following the podcast, you know this and you've been listening. And if it's your first time being introduced to this, go ahead and listen back to those past podcasts, specifically the first podcast of the year that I put out. Like this movement is about rewilding and healing the deepest traumas that exist between the trust within feminine and masculine energies. And truly, it's actually coming into trust with ourselves and trusting that we can go into the shadows and come back into the light. And so this community that we're building, this rewilding movement is more than just about rewilding the feminine or rewilding the masculine. It's just about rewilding us into our truest nature and coming into sisterhood, coming into brotherhood and diving into our shadows so that we can truly trust ourselves. Like this is about coming into self-trust. And part of what we did to do that is we brought in body movement and dance because dancing is a very scary thing, right? You're putting yourself out there. You're allowing yourself to be seen. And and when we allow ourselves to actually be seen for who we are and we take off the mask and we come into our deepest essence, like that's when we truly heal, right? When we just say, fuck it, I'm going to do it anyways. Like I'm going to be myself. I'm going to go out there and I'm just going to like express myself. That's when we are actually doing the work of healing. We're allowing ourselves to be seen for who we are. And that's what we truly want in this world. We remove the layers of judgment and both the feminine and the masculine feel that same judgment, right? The feminine wants to be seen for who she truly is at her core, for at her essence. And the masculine wants to be recognized for what he does. He wants to feel appreciated. He wants to feel like his efforts are enough and he is enough. His core is enough. So really, they both want the same things. It's just slightly, the way of going about it is slightly different. And Megan and I even had a photo shoot last week. And during this meditation, I brought this up that I felt that she was needing to be seen by the camera and, t- and and really like claiming that. And I was giving it to her, but I also recognized like there is a time and a place where you know that you are being seen and you're being recognized in your essence. And then somebody else's and you completely support them in their essence and trust that the spotlight will come back to you, right? And so we, we, we were healing these things at our core this entire, entire time. And then at the end of the journey, we brought up our relationship to giving and receiving. So while we were in Bali, we held a retreat. And at the end of this retreat, Megan gave me this piece of art. And it was these two dancers, these twins dancing. And I'm a Gemini and I love to dance. And obviously the Gemini is the twins. So she gave me this piece of art right before I left. And it was beautiful. And I loved it. I put it on my wall. 
And when she came back, I gave her a gift and I gave her, I'm obsessed with astrology. So I gave her this Aries conscious shell and it's like this oyster shell and you open it up and you can store things inside it. And for me, like that was really powerful because I have a lot of Aries in my life and I wanted to give it to the Aries that like really meant the most to me around this mission. I just felt that this conscious shell was meant for her in this moment. And it, And she actually mentioned to me like, hey, you know, I didn't feel that you actually liked my gift. I didn't think you appreciated it. And I didn't really tell you the story of how it got here, like how it came into existence. And she told me about the dancers. And I was like, oh, my God, I had no idea. I just thought it was a piece of art. And it meant so much more to me that she told me the story. And then I told her the story about the the shell. And she's like, oh, my God, I didn't realize like it just seems like a shell. And we both recognized we didn't really tell the story of our gifts. And therefore, the gifts were not received very well. And and I, although I loved the painting, I loved it 10 times as more once she told me the story. And I, and I also really didn't show her how much I loved it when I was receiving it. And we realized that like Rewild is actually our, our gift to the world. It's not just something we created in our mind. It's like a 10-year journey or 12-year journey for her. And it's a three-year journey for me of coming into this essence of what it means to be wild. And we recognize that if this is a gift to the world, we need to give it to the world in a way that the world can receive it. Like we need to really explain the story of why we're doing this and why we're even creating this for the world. And it's not about us at all. We didn't choose each other. We didn't choose this mission. We were literally guided here and we kept leaning into our intuition and surrendering until it emerged over time. And it's still emerging. Like the mission is still emerging. And we spent the rest of the weekend laying down the pillars of what it meant to be rewild. And our biggest pillar is being collaborative over competitive, right? This is such a big thing in our journey and such a big pillar of what it means to have rewilded leadership. And so we recognized that we needed to tell this story and not just tell it based on, you know, we needed to actually tell the meat and the deepest juice of like our shadow and we needed to be real with it, right? Like real recognizes real and we needed to be real with our own shadow and not shy away from expressing like, yeah, my shadow is being dominating and her shadow is being falling into victimhood and her emotion and owning that and not shying away from that because we're not the only people experiencing this. Like when we blow up the micro scale into the macro scale, you actually see these patterns all throughout companies, all throughout relationships, all throughout sisterhoods and brotherhoods. Like these patterns are collective patterns that we're experiencing and we're healing on an individual level. And they're not unique to us. And so by us doing the work and diving into this, we're not only healing it within ourselves, but we're healing it for humanity. Like this mission is so, so, so much bigger than what we really truly feel uh, then, then what's just happening in between us? And, and that night, it's so funny because I actually started my moon cycle and it was almost like this was truly being birthed into the world. I was like laying an egg and it was like the most feminine way of me stepping into my moon essence and coming into to relationship with the moon 
and she became Aura, and it was like she was in relationship with the sun. I literally could not make this up, like literally, but we did dive into it, and we did recognize it. We're not oblivious to what's happening, and we're not just creating symbolism over things that are not symbolic. Like All of this means so much to us. And we're just being present with it. And we're recognizing what's being communicated to us. And the more present that we get, the deeper we touch the purest essence of what it means to exist. And I'll tell you, on Sunday, so funny that it's Sunday because that's the day of the sun. Oh, my God. I just realized that in this moment. But on Sunday, we... we, I'm so distracted now. Like, wow, universe, Sarah, Sarah, you just keep dropping amazing little golden eggs. So amazing. Golden eggs. I love it. And I love operating so closely to intuition that I recognize all these things. Like, that is so, 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 so powerful. Man. And so, wow. Yeah. I'm just recognizing that um, this is something that I really want to communicate to the world. And I want to like recognize that this is also a gift that we're giving the world. And there's so many layers to this gift that we're still unfolding. But I would like to just set this as a seed. Like this is the foundation of what we're actually creating and just like planting the seed gently. Like this is just something that's unfolding within us and something that we're recognizing that's a huge, huge thing in the world that's totally about women's rights, but it's also about this feminine and masculine dynamic and coming into sisterhood and brotherhood in unity. And so with that, wow, yeah. I would, if this resonates with you, totally reach out to us, Megan Elman, Chelsea Zerna on Instagram or Rewild Worldwide and just give us a comment. You can subscribe to the podcast. You can leave a comment here. Me telling this story isn't necessarily to grow this podcast. It's more to just share the journey with you and also come into conversation about this and also allowing you to just see that it's okay to dive into the shadow and trust that you will be guided into the light. And every time you go into the shadow, every time you go underground to like recognize what's under, what's holding these roots in place, like what stories are surrounding these roots, to know that you can come into the light with a little bit of water, a little bit of recognition, a little bit of consciousness, and you can transmute those shadows and transmute that pain into pleasure, right? And so with that, thank you guys all for listening. Thank you for being a part of this journey. Thank you for receiving what I'm giving, putting down, and creating in this world. And I definitely would love to hear what you personally get out of this. I love you guys so much again. Thank you.